Rassel Boys presents the official review of the 60-man Battle Royale at World War why? Uh, <clears throat> hey, everybody. Uh, oh. I, oh, really? I'm back from six and a half hours of being in a grand jury as the guy who records things. <laughs> now I'm back. That's, the, this is Allie's life. He records things. That's all I do. That's all so, he does. I was kind of sick of TNA, so I we're taking the wheel. I'm taking Allie's the wheel. Allie's taking the wheel again. Again? This is the first time. Well, yeah, good point. You are taking the wheel. It's I, just I you didn't give the wheel to anyone. Nobody gets the wheel but me. <laughs> well, if like, someone could take the wheel, if they had a good fucking idea, you, I did actually have ideas. I just didn't use them. Rassle but boys, also I don't trust Peacock right now. Rassle boys, welcome taking to the, take, taking the wheel. Welcome to taking the wheel, and I took the wheel. And uh, how do you feel about World War Three? Uh I mean, has that been a thing that has officially happened? According yet, to or? Alex Jones, it's been we're up to World War Five. What was World War Four? Go ask him. I guess I don't fucking know. He thinks World War Three happened in the nineties, and Alex Jones is a fucking idiot. So okay. Uh yeah, I'm, War, a, I'm Ali. World War Three when the United Alliance of Evil attacked. Anyway, I'm Mega Fighter, and uh. We are reviewing the inaugural World War III, WCW World War III, 1995. Is this what Alex Jones meant when he said World War III happened? There's going to, listen here, there's going to be three rings. Three rings. Sixty men. Sixty men. And three rings. And then, (laughs) and then they'll have the big, the, the giant... Three gi- a giant in each ring. A giant in each ring. Globalism. The and giant. The Yeti. Globalism. Jushin Liger. Jushin Liger. Hulk Hogan yes. without a mustache. <laughs> yes, we are 1995, the inaugural World War Free, November 26th, just before Starcade, uh, I believe. Or yes. Next month for Starcade. Uh, due to some bu- due to some bullshit with Hulk Hogan's contract. He when he got DQ'd from a title match, he forfeited the title and it has to be won back. Yeah, they vacated it and now it has to be and won back. Honestly, in the greater context, this just feels like an excuse because Hulk Hogan didn't want to lose. He didn't want a job to the giant. Pretty much they didn't want <laughs> they didn't want the they didn't want to play fucking He didn't want to lose to the giant, and the giant was supposed to be beaten by Macho Man. So <laughs> this is how they did it. Yep. So, um, 
we are at the Norfolk Scope in Norfolk, Virginia. So once again, Rob is not joining us for a Virginia show. Thanks, Rob. Yes, uh, the commentaries Tony Schiavone and Bobby Heenan. Now, the Scope is actually a historically significant uh, place, home to a few star arcades, two World War Freeze, uh, Destination X, but it's most notably the uh, the building that DX invaded when they were in- invading WCW. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. By the way, there's three yeah. rings. It looks like shit. <laughs> it looks terrible. There's a triangle of rings. We are in quite literally a free ring circus here, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Uh, WCW declares card subject to change. Card subject to change. And do you know who they have on WCW World War Three? According to uh, Gene Okerlund, Kazuki Sasaki. <laughs> Kazuki Sasaki. Oh, Kazuki Sasaki, yes. Kensuke oh, Sasaki. Kensuke Sasaki, who is actually pretty cool. We will talk about later. But first, we also have known giant Jushin Thunder Liger. Yeah, known giant Jushin Thunder Liger. And also, uh, if you want to talk to WCW superstars, you can join their official CompuServe chat room. (laughs) (laughs) CompuServe. CompuServe. God damn. It has been so long since we've had a proper, like, decade alert on Rassleboys. 90s alert. 90s alert. CompuServe. Is CompuServe still a thing? I doubt it. I don't think it is. I genuinely feel like it died sometime in like the Oh my god, they're still active. What the fuck? Holy fuck, what? Who? How? How do you get CompuServe? I kind of want to know. They started in 1969. And they're still running. What do they do? (laughs) They did internet. Then they stopped doing internet. Apparently they were the they were the ones who introduced the the GIF or the GIF. Oh, inventors of the GIF. Inventors. Yes. Twenty seventeen, under Verizon, completed its acquisition of Yahoo. CompuServe became part of Verizon's newly formed Oaf Inc. subsidiary. What the fuck? So you can't run CompuServe internet. No. But it still exists in some weird form. So uh, they talked to Gene Okerlund, and uh, if I recall, they're just in front of a, like, it, it's Hulk Hogan, Sting, and Macho Man in front of, like, a small fire. Yeah, they got, like, a small fire going to put out, like, the black shirt, like, to, to burn the black shirt, I guess. Yeah, Hogan's taken <laughs> off the black shirt. He still doesn't have a mustache. So this uh, was, um, this was during the very brief moment in which Hulk Hogan turned heel during the um during the uh fucking dungeon of doom storyline where he went dark side dark side brother which it didn't work out here it worked out great in um when he did it like a year later with uh with the nwo maybe because he kept the mustache hogan's voice is fucked well he goes for the mustache and the kind of painted on beard yeah uh i never knew if that was a real beard or not anyway i don't know Great question. And but, staying with the most awkward statement of and the black is gone for good. <laughs> wow. 
God damn, yeah. Uh, so but we, yeah. you know who's the uh, you know who's the villain of this little uh, rant promo that Ho- that Hogan's doing? You think <laughs> it would be Kevin Sullivan in the Dungeon of Doom? But the real villain, the mastermind, Dave Meltzer. <laughs> he just—I was hoping for this because I see Hogan holding like a piece of folded, like rolled up folded paper in his hand, and I'm like, like, oh my god, please tell me. This is the fucking pay-per-view where he does where he shoots on Dave Meltzer. <laughs> because he's like, observe this, brother. This is a rag. Sh- we call this a rag sheet. It's a dinosaur compared to the internet. The internet's <laughs> got all the scoops. <laughs> it's got the scoops. <laughs> I genuinely thought the whole time that this was leading to him throwing it into the fire. But no, Sting puts out the fire before that. Yeah, Sting just grabs a bottle of water and puts out the fire. <laughs> Because I think someone commented like the fire's getting kind of the fire's getting kind of hectic, and then Sting's like, "Don't worry, I'll put it out." And then, yeah. and then Hogan's like, "But I gotta put out the dirt sheets, brother." <laughs> so can we talk about how Hogan with no mustache is terrible? He's got this moon-shaped face, got a moon face. He's like fucking uh, Mac tonight. Yeah. He just his face kind of caves in in the middle, and it comes back out near his chin, and he just has nothing there. There's just some people who just they don't look good without their facial hair. Yeah, and I genuinely think Hogan is one of them. Triple H included. Have you Triple seen H also clean shaven Triple H is a very interesting look. Yeah, just it doesn't look good. <laughs> it doesn't look good. It took us. I think that's why, in part, like. I think clean shaven Triple H is why the um why the, like when the shaved head Triple H was a thing he didn't look good at the start then he grew out his beard and is like yeah, okay it's now like it looks bo- good. Sh- crew cut b- beard Triple H is fine yeah crew I cut, thought it was no weird at first but it's fine now <laughs> yeah I just laugh at baby AJ Styles without the beard oh yeah because he just looks like a weenie and it's great <laughs> he looks like a weenie. Someone said he kind of looked like Brian Krause from Charmed, and that's actually a pretty, <clears throat> like, fair assessment of baby AJ Styles. Kinda, yeah. <laughs> Looking like he needs to be just harassed by... So, by, yeah, they, they talk uh, about how the dirt sheets are I'm wrong, over. that Macho Man's arm is injured. Or, yeah, that Macho Man's arm's actually hurt. He's not working. He's not working his arm. It's not... It, it's a shoot. It's Leo, brother. He's really hurt. <laughs> And the internet's got all the scoops, brother. Scoops. <laughs> like, scoops. It'll be so funny when, when Observer finally goes online. The internet <laughs> does have all the scoops. We've, uh, I am, uh, I'm Dave Meltzer. I have all the scoops. I'm Brian Alvarez. I also have scoops. I've got scoops. 36 flavors. Minus five. Baskin Robbins. Baskin Robbins. <laughs> Absolute fuckfest. Buy my book. <laughs> uh, I don't like the fiend. I don't like the fiend. All right. Uh, after like this interview goes on for a bit, we cut to like some backstage bits from WCW Saturday D- Night. Yeah. With DDP and um and the Diamond Doll Kimberly, and DDP just looks weirdly big to me because I think this was like pre-yoga DDP. Yeah, he 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 got some heft on him. He got I some heft. Say, got I don't know if it's I don't mind. know if it's muscle, but he's just he's got some heft on him, and it looks weird. 
It looks very weird compared to when we were watching him in like he was so lean. You know, he was a big guy, but he was so lean in WWE. I thought it it looked great though. Yeah, yeah. They're setting up that like there's tension, or there's they're selling that there's tension between Paige and Kimberly heading into his match with uh, TV champion Johnny B. Bad. Johnny B. Bad. Johnny B. Bad. Where it's like and like. I think Kimberly walks off at one point. And basically, the storyline is that DDP is getting cucked by Mark Marrow. Yes. Yeah. And that this match is not only for the TV title, it is also for ownership of Kimberly Services. Yeah, it's basically, I assume it's her contract, like her management contract. Yeah. Yeah, this is a very, like, Randy Savage and Hulk Hogan versus Elizabeth. <laughs> So, so they do their, the dropped a little bit. So after the promo, they do their entrances and their music's kind of shit. Yes. <laughs> PDP just has a very like he had not yet adopted the uh the we're not we're not Nirvana song. Uh DDP and, calls Kimberly a v- bimbo at some point. Yes. And uh we have the returning favorite referee Nick Patrick with a mullet. <laughs> Referee Nick Patrick now with bullet. Aggressive New Yorker Nick Patrick. Aggressive New Aggressive New Yorker Nick hey, Patrick. Hands off him, man. Get ah, in the, get in the ring. Uh we get some entrances where DDP like has like a confetti rocket. He places it like strategically near his crotch and is like Poof. Yeah, he, he shoots like a penis <clears throat> missile. Yeah. And it's confetti, and Mark Marrow has, like, sparklers in both hands. Out comes Johnny B-Bad. Woo! He's got a sparkly cape. He's in a bad mood with two Ds. He turns around, and he he looks like a white little Richard. Yeah. He looks just like little Richard. And that's, that's pretty much got. it. That's all we got. Sorry. <laughs> that's all Justin could think of you. I don't know what DDP's gimmick is. All I know is that according to Bobby Heenan, he has $13 million. Which I, 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 call I don't bullshit. know if he like inherited it or won the lottery or was just a keen investor, maybe. I don't. I, I call it bullshit because if he had $13 million, he wouldn't be wrestling. Yeah, I just feel like. I just feel like DDP's gimmick doesn't match what he looks like. Because he yeah. just sort of looks like a guy. <laughs> like sort of a trailer parky guy. At the time, yeah, yeah, you he know he was, had that big ass mullet back he was, then. He was, a, he was a Jersey dude, you know. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay, so the angle is he got the thirteen million dollars through arm wrestling. Arm wrestling. I cannot imagine that arm wrestling has that big of like a fucking payoff, like that kind of a purse for arm wrestling. No, like if you made $13 million in arm wrestling, you wouldn't be actually wrestling. <laughs> they talk about the upcoming battle Royale during this, during the match with DDP and fucking Johnny B bad. And they talk about how there's like 60 people in the back and they're all just kind of glaring at each other and grumbling under their breath. And I'm just, I just, I just wrote locker room morale. Shit. <laughs> uh, Mark Nero, uh, there, there's a spot where like DDP gets the advantage and then Kimberly, or like uh, Mark Barrow gets the advantage, and then Kimberly just pulls out a sign that has ten plus on it. Yes, and I think that was something like DDP was calling for. Is like, give me my number. It's like, no, no, you you do not get the ten plus. 
I kind of like this angle more than I've seen. Like I've seen similar like storylines play out in WWE, and they're usually bad and involved and involved Rusev. Yeah, bad and like involving Rusev. Yeah, and I feel like these ones I was groovy leaving. Uh, I feel like that was Mega Fighter, when like, I'm recording that there's no notification sounds, so it's oh, just you. Okay. okay, I'm I'm hearing things again. Yes. I feel like this one works well because it feels like DDP is the one who has the problem here. And it's not like it's not like when Lana's just like kind of rubbing it in Rusev's face about how I'm Bobby Lashley you. has a huge dick or something. I'm cucking you for Bobby Lashley. But it's like and here it's just like it's like DDP is just trying to like fucking go like. Yeah, look at me. Look at me and my big dick, Kimberly. And look at like, me. Dicks. Whatever. Woo, whatever. dicks. Like, Kimberly just kind of does not care about this. Like, yeah, whatever. It works a lot better that way, I think. Big Fighter, what do you want on your tombstone? Uh, I mean, I just want a straight cheese tombstone. Okay, but that's a two count. So, we're gonna, yeah. <laughs> uh, Mark Jarrow hits a tombstone. <laughs> They're like, sort of like, not... they brawl in the ring, they brawl out the ring, they brawl back in the ring. There's like an outside dive in... There's like an outside dive to DDP, and then he gets thrown back in the ring, and then there's an inside dive? Yeah. And he wins with a slingshot leg drop. This is not like an like an exciting match by any means, but it's a functional match. Um, I would call the wrestling style here on display generic heavyweight wrestling <laughs> yes just a lot of brawling and you know some power moves like if you're invested in the ddp mark marrow kimberly storyline it got high it got high ratings on the on the dave Meltzer. yeah so <laughs> it's, like Meltzer. i said on, on that dinosaur on that rag sheet <laughs> yeah yeah like dave Meltzer lifted his chest and it showed three and three quarter stars or something he held up. He held up a sign like fucking Kimberly, and it said three and a quarter. Yeah, <laughs> or three. It's not three and three quarters. But I three and three quarters. I wasn't impressed, but I didn't hate it. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't bad, but it was just like, yeah, it's all right. So yeah, uh, they go back up the ramp, and I started realizing I don't think Bobby Heenan knows the name of GDP. Because yeah, he started calling him the Diamond Man. <laughs> yes, di- Diamond Man Page. So, I looked it up. Diamond, uh, the- Diamond Falkenberg. <laughs> Diamond Falkenberg. Falkenberg? Falkenberg. Falkenberg? Uh, so I looked it up. The 2019 World Arm, Re- World Arm Wrestling League... Uh, season will culminate in the Supermatch Showdown Championship at, at Turner Sports. The series payout exceeds 250000 in total prize money. He ain't, he, ain't making 18, he ain't making $18 million on arm wrestling, I tell you he now. Ain't making, he ain't making $13 million in 1995 in arm wrestling. He'll probably no. make a cool fifteen grand or something. Yeah. So yeah, the, the Diamond Man lost. And Mark and Mark Barrow says that like while I did win the services of Kimberly, I kind of want her to do what she wants. So if she wants to hang out with me, cool. If she doesn't, whatever. And then they hug. 
Yeah, the 1995 Yukon Jack International Arm Wrestling Championships had a had a purse of twenty five thousand. You ain't making thirteen million in arm wrestling. And then Gene decides, hey, this is a good time to talk about the WWF steroid scandal. <laughs> yeah, he starts play, he starts shilling his scam hotline at this point. Yes, the hotline that doesn't show the phone number, but he says the phone number. <laughs> yes, I think it was like. One nine hundred ninety nine nine oh or one nine hundred nine oh nine ninety nine hundred. Yes. And we could it, call that because it's a nine it it, because it's a nine hundred number, it'll charge me, so I don't want to do that. It's probably not even in service anymore. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> don't call it. Ali, <laughs> Gene Okerlund died like two years ago. I think I think I think the number is. Oh, this is Gene Okerlund. (laughs) This is the ghost of Gene Okerlund here. (laughs) I didn't die. What are you talking about? (laughs) I'm still here. Ghost of Gene Okerlund. In your house. (laughs) The ghost of Gene Okerlund running a 900 number to scam people (laughs) is a fucking idea. (laughs) Writing prompts. Anyway. Yeah, you could talk about. You could talk about the steroid scandal that clearly. Affected them in the long run. Yeah. Well, I mean, it kind of did. They had to buy a bunch. They, they had to hire a bunch of fat guys. <laughs> I mean, they didn't have to specifically hire fat guys. They just hired a bunch of fat guys. Yeah, because they were just like, well, "Who are these cruiserweights? I don't fucking, I don't know, man. They're not stars to me." Shawn Michaels I mean, might these, be a star, these... but if, it's, that's 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 weird. That. Yeah, day. I mean, they're you know these fat guys. They aren't doing steroids. They just do food. They do food and they break Undertaker's face. Break Undertaker's face. Jesus Christ. Are you ready for our next match? A taped fist challenge? Oh, I was wondering why I put that's Aretha Franklin. And it's because Johnny B. Bad like, has like a post-match interview where he said, like spells R-E-S-P-E-C-T. I was like, that's not, that's not Chuck Berry. Respect women. Richard. Respect. Respect women's. Says Little Richard. No. So this is Big Bubba, which is just Ray Trailer. Big Bubba Rogers. Big Bubba Rogers, aka Big Bob Man, versus Hacksaw Jim Duggan. And I don't think I've ever said this on audio or like on recording, but you know that wwe thing where like a legend will come back and they're kind of like an exaggerated version of their original character you might know that as the trope of flanderization yes yes that is the trope of flanderization it sort of happens with like ron simmons for example ron simmons Simmons. was a rough and tough man who had a stint in the nation of domination but now he's the damn guy now he's the damn guy and i like the damn i like him going damn but like i also like that he's veteran wrestler Ron Simmons, you know? Yeah. Uh, but Hacksaw Jim Duggan is exactly the same. <laughs> he has He's not... been like this since the 80s. We watched Royal Rumble, the first one that they showed on free TV. We saw this. He's exactly the fucking same. <laughs> he has always been a loud, shouty caveman With a... who just goes, Oh! oh! He fucking shouts USA. USA. And he carries around a two by four. This time with a, like a fucking strap. He had like a two by four <laughs> strap. Like it was a katana. <laughs> right. <laughs> I am a Ronin. 
<laughs> Wandering... Ronin Jim Duggan. Ronin Jim Duggan. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> so this is a taped fist challenge. So it's like a regular match, but their fists are taped. See, Except for I, Jim Duggan, who taped his entire forearms. <laughs> yes. I, now, the idea of the tape fist match is it's supposed to be like you can hit harder because you're not hurting your hands because your, your fists are taped up. Why not just have an MMA gloves match then? <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> or just a boxing match. And here's the best part. Their fists are taped so they can hit each other harder. And then they proceed to throw worked punches. <laughs> Yes. And we get just a bunch of punches. Work worked punches. <laughs> work punches between two. No, kind I of don't like I don't dudes. hate work punches. But this is a match where you're supposed to not have work punches. You can shoot on each other, you know? You're two big like dudes. Here's my opinion about shooting. Are. Here's my opinion about shooting. It's like what William Regal said during Tough Enough. Yeah. I hit you very hard. In very safe places. <laughs> yeah. No injuries needed. You just might have a bruised chest. <laughs> that's all you need. <laughs> that's how you work stiff. I think that's why Walter fucking... Yeah, go as hard Walter as will can. fuck you up, but he'll fuck you up in a way that you'll hurt tomorrow, but you won't have any severe injuries, so you can't even, like, you can't even, like, hate him. <laughs> yeah. Because he's just like, I didn't injure you. <laughs> And it's like, God damn it, you're right. Fuck it. <laughs> I'm going to need several ice packs, but you didn't injure me. <laughs> I'm, I can't sleep on my stomach this week, but. So, uh, uh, fighting against evil foreigner Bubba Rogers. <laughs> USA! 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 USA. <laughs> this match is mostly boring. Like, uh, they start pops into Gary ones. So the rule is, no matter what ring you're in, that's the ring. Like, you can switch rings, and it's not a count out. <laughs> I like how we were, we were like, we were like wondering about that, and then they actually went between rings, and I was like, oh my god, you can just go between rings on this. Bubba's show. head gets stuck between two ring posts in a creative spot. So kudos. They, uh, Bubba at one point tapes up Jim Duggan's arm and just kind of, you know, takes free shots he, at him. He, he tapes up his arm to the ropes, but he doesn't do it right the first time, so he has to do it again. Because <laughs> yeah. fucking his arm just comes off. <laughs> like, the last uh, thing I got written down is that VK Wall Street comes in with a chain. Yes, VK Wall Street comes chain. into the chain. Uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan's very sweaty. He's so, so sweaty. Bubba. Bubba's so sweaty. They're so sweaty, it gets on the camera. Yeah. And, uh... Yeah, this match doesn't work. <laughs> like, he, I, BK Wall Street either gets stopped or misses with the chain, and then, like... He, he misses the chain, and then... Uh, Bubba Rogers gets the chain and hits Hacksaw with it and wins. Knocks him out. Yeah. And we get, a, we get a lovely fucking image of him stuffing the chain back into yeah, his pants. Yeah, he, he stuffs the chain back in his pants... But he doesn't like stuff it into like his waistband. He like digs. He goes under. He he puts the chain underneath his balls. <laughs> we thought we saw his face too while he was doing it. It's like ah, put the chain away. Oh yeah. 
Eh, put the chain away, big bomb man. Big bomb man put the chain under his ball sack. Put the chain under my ball sack. Tell them how. <laughs> anyway, uh... Tell them how. Oh yeah, he comes out and then he walks into the commentary. Tell him how great I am, Bobby. <laughs> it's uh, okay. Bobby tells us how then, great he is. Then they start talking about the main event again, and Heenan's like, 60 people in three rings. We need more rings. And then I'm just like, no, no, you don't. No. No, we do not need more rings. We, we do don't not. need more rings. We need less people. Less and people less rings. and less rings. God damn. So after another, another CompuServe advertisement, we have Weird Ric Flair. How drunk is Ric Flair, Allie? Yes. <laughs> like, Flair is fucking, like, out of it right now. He's he is... he's just, he's smiling at nothing. He starts <sighs> talking about, he starts talking about professional basketball player Dr. J. And it's just, who is, what's wrong with him? <laughs> he is very drunk right now. I don't know. He wasn't as red as he normally is when he's drunk. It's just... He's acting really weird. Yeah, so that is basically... It's a very, like... It's full of woos. Ric Flair, you gotta love it. You gotta love it. One last time with the belt. One more run. Woo! He's he's drunk. I swear. But never mind that shit. Here comes Joshi. Yes! Match of the night. Match of the night. Uh, A cross-promotional match between... Cutie Suzuki and her partner Mayumi Ozaki versus Akira Hokuto and Bull Nakano. Fuck yes. This kicked ass. <laughs> I couldn't take any notes because I was like, I can't take, I can't turn away from this match. I have to watch Weird this. thing, I don't recall Akira Hokuto working heel that often, but she was super heel. She, she like, was super heel. She would like put the, uh, she would put like Cutie Suzuki in these like, like submissions. Uh, Ozaki. Yeah, Ozaki. She, she would put Ozaki in these submissions and then kind of saunter to the rope to try and like just before she could tag in and they're trying to like reach she's like Kitty Suzuki's trying to like reach her hand out and grab her fucking hand but she's not far enough and she keeps thinking it's tags but the ref's like oh that wasn't a tag sorry and she just has to watch while fucking Hokuto's just like working that fucking arm and then she tags yeah. in then she tags in uh, Bonacano, and Bonacano fucks them up. <laughs> Bonacano, I think, starts off the match, and she starts off by fucking throwing like Yumi Ozaki around like a she sack of potatoes. She throws them around. She punches the shit out of them. Um, yeah, when Hokuto's tagged in, when she gets back to her ring, she kind of whips her into the corner, and then Bonacano's just like biting her fingers. <laughs> Yes, there's all sorts of hand biting and shit. This is so good. Bobby Heenan <laughs> says that he wants, or like Bull Nakano could crush his head with her thigh. <laughs> yes, like yeah, he starts talking about her powerful thighs. It's like, <laughs> yes, I agree, Bobby Heenan. Uh, there's this cool spot where like uh, the baby face is gonna come back. They both yeah. do like one does a half crab in the ring. And the other tries to do a Boston crab, but notices her partner's like doing the half crabs. So he's like, I'll, I'll do a half crab too. Fuck it. Yeah. And I just really liked that for some reason. I feel like every time Bolnakano hits a move, I have to punctuate it with fuck you. Because <laughs> goddamn. <laughs> Shivani can't say Japanese things. 
Uh, I think, yeah, Shivani can't say Japanese teams. Mike Tanay's on commentary. Oh, yeah, Mike Tanay's here for this match, and he's fantastic. And he's fantastic. They really should have used Mike Tanay more. Dude uh, just is a great commentary voice. Okay, we, don't, so, uh, we don't talk much about it when we talk about him on TNA, but we really appreciate Mike Tanay. Mike Tanay is probably a small oasis in the desert of shame that is TNA yes. in 2002. <laughs> And part of the small oasis that is this really good match. Yes, uh, he was fantastic. Akira Hokuto hit this, like, I would call it textbook almost, like, beautiful rainbow arc German suplex. Yeah. Onto the girl she was suplexing's fucking head. <laughs> I think it was Ozaki at that point. Yeah, Ozaki's yeah. fucking head. And then they hit a doomsday, <laughs> doomsday device. Yeah. And I, I, I gotta be honest, fucking. Road Warriors are your thing. Yeah, they might not be there anymore. Maybe. Wait, no, they are. They are. Why can't yeah, you no, just call it a doomsday it. device? <laughs> they didn't call the doomsday device, and that was weird to me. Uh, Bulldogano wins with a splash. Uh, why did I write more coming with Gmo Gino <laughs> This was uh, my favorite match, by the way. This was such a. I have just match good listed on my notes right now. This match was fantastic. This was wonderful. Just, I need I, more. I gotta find more Joshi. It's good. Joshi's good. Volcano is a treasure. There's this. I was talking about this when we were watching it yesterday, but with a lot of the women in WWE, I can't speak for TNA because I haven't seen enough of the Impact's women's division. Not 2002, like modern day Impact. Yeah. There's this kind of awkwardness with each other. Like, they're, like, let's say they're two talented wrestlers, but they're ginger around each other. They're kind of, like, shuffling a bit to, like, make sure they're in the right place for spots. There was none of that here. None of that here. It was, like, it was smooth. Everything made sense, and they all were in the right place, and Everyone it didn't feel awkward. Everyone knew what they were doing. They were all experts. Bull Nakado Bull beat the shit out of people. It just, it felt, it felt right. <laughs> it felt she right. Beat the shit out of people with her giant Polnareff hair. With her Paul Phoenix hair, it felt right. <laughs> I like how we both went with very different <laughs> hairstyles. <laughs> you went with Paul Phoenix, I, I went with the Fun Pretender. fact, uh, one of the endings of Tekken 5, Paul Phoenix goes to space and he goes to fight some fucking aliens and he's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but he doesn't get Polnareff land, so... He doesn't get Polnareff land, No. All, no, we get is Xiao Xiao all you get is Xiaoyu Land. Xiaoyu Land, which, as it turns out, was Heihachi Land the whole time. Yeah. I love that. But yeah, this match is good. Go look it up. Just go look. <laughs> just go find women's Joshi in the 90s. It is the Hell bomb. Yeah. I like fucking Minami Toyota, fucking just all those people. Gumi Kudo. Gumi Kudo's great. Uh, I guess it's because Gene Okerlund has all the scoops, Allie. I got the scoops. He's also got the scoops on the WCW hotline. What was the interview that followed afterwards? Because I just put he that talked was to Jimmy interview. Hart. Oh yeah, it was Jimmy Hart and Lex Luger, and I didn't really yeah. have much to say on that. All I had to say was uh, oil. Oil. Uh, he was Lex Luger was covered in oil. <laughs> yes, he was a very oily. I just man. remember saying, "We get it, we get it, Lex. You got pecs. <laughs> we get it, Lex. You vape oil." Uh. Okay, that's about it. 
And uh, here comes the next match and the segment we've been trying to avoid this whole time. Let's talk about it now. Let's talk so, about Chris Benoit. Yes. So no. here's the thing. Chris Benoit murdered his wife and he murdered his child and then his he killed himself. Son. Oh, he, he Yeah, he murdered his long, youngest son. His other son was not present. Was not available. Was not there at the time. He had severe CTE, which you can only find out posthumously. Like, you can only find out if you're dead if you had like CTE. Yes. He had behavioral issues, and he was on steroids. He's on steroids and probably on some form of painkiller at the time. And I just want to establish that whenever we talk about Chris Benoit. It's him as a worker, him as a wrestler, and him as a character. And I don't want to, like, bury the lead and just say that we're just going to ignore the fact that this guy's a murderer. This guy is a murderer. That cannot be he ignored. He fucking did it. He killed his family and himself. He did it. Yeah. And I just want to say that, like, we're all aware of that. We're trying to review this as, like, a comedy show slash kind of opinion show. And, you know... And it, so, anytime we make any sort of positive, like, assessment of Benoit's work, we are not, like, saying he was a good person. No. I mean, not even that, really. Or just, like, that he was justified in what he did. <laughs> absolutely not. No, absolutely fucking not. He's a, he's a piece of shit, but I... Uh, real talk... Chris Benoit was my favorite wrestler. Mm. Like, I started watching in 2003, and that was around when they started pushing him, and then he won the title against Triple H at WrestleMania 19 or 20. It was, I think it was 20. It was, yeah, WrestleMania 20. And I was so happy, and, like, I, I, I always, like, I always liked his matches because he was super talented, but, like, that shit happened, and I felt like, you know, fuck me, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> to me, the the situation with Chris, Nancy, and Daniel, it feels more like a tragedy. Like, there is, like, the person that that did those things that night was not the same person we see here. Well, with the death of Eddie, he's sort of, he sort of collapsed. He collapsed, yeah. And he, like, to be held accountable, he still did it, but... He still did it. You can say that part of him changed or died before that happened yeah. that made him, like, change. Yeah. That doesn't make it okay, but at the same time, I want to review these fucking shows. So, yeah. we came... We had to come to a compromise, because we have to talk about Chris Benoit. We have to acknowledge him, but we will not... We will not... He doesn't get unless, MVP. Like, he does not get MVP. He, he probably won't even get underrated. I don't want him to get awards. No. Because then you're because then you're awarding a murderer. Because then it's like putting him in the Hall of Fame. So look, if you do it, if you're a professional wrestler, and I know that's a really low chance of you listening to the show, don't do the fucking diving headbutt. Please, God. Don't if you do are unprotected chair shots to the head. Absolutely don't, don't do the Don't fucking headbutt. do it. Harley Race told you not to. And, you know, Harley Race's life was fucked after that. 
and fucking Chris Benoit did it. Daniel he's, Bryan had to retire for three years. The, think about fucking Dynamite Kid Benoit's like idol, who was pretty much wheelchair bound for the rest of his life. Yeah, it's fucking it's fucking not a good idea to be doing the diving head, but don't do it. And um, out of respect for the Benoit estate, like his you know surviving family, I don't want to make any jokes about no. what he did or you know no fucking i could think of a couple jokes of you know like the dogs in the enclosed pool area and all that fucking you know shit. we we used to be that kind of like edgelord thing but i think more as we've gotten older it's unprofessional it's unprofessional it and takes it, a, just... it takes a lot to offend me i was i'm a grand jury i got grand jury today and i had mm. to see some shit <laughs> i i saw guys like stab wounds because someone tried to murder him and like they were fresh and like it didn't bother me at all <laughs> so it's just it's not professional and i don't think it's good tv even though we're and radio it, it, and it doesn't and it just it doesn't feel right with me to it, make those kinds of jokes yeah i don't want to be the fucking like the morning zoo like offensive radio show dipshits i hear all the time of just like ha, 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 let's say that let's call people retarded or you know just exactly i want to hold myself to some kind word. of standard like this is a comedy show this is a comedy show but i want to at least have a, some sure semblance of decency <laughs> and no one really can laugh at the benoit tragedy also there's a difference between laughing with people and laughing at people and i want to laugh with people Exactly. Fuck Vince Russo. With that anyway. <laughs> with all that said, uh, Kensuke Sasaki versus Chris Benoit. Yes, uh, the U.S. title match, Kensuke Sasaki versus Chris Benoit. Um, it was very short. It was about nine-ish minutes. It had some decent wrestling. Uh, Benoit sort of hit the classics. He also hit a headbutt. Don't do the headbutt. And Don't uh, do the Kensuke Sasaki win. Or Kensei Sasaki wins with a brain buster. Can I do the one joke I that I have written on my notes for this? Fine. Which is Bobby Heenan saying the quote, let's talk about Chris Benoit. <laughs> Basically, I think, Bobby, like, uh, yeah, we know, Bobby. We have to. We have to, Bobby. Thanks, Bobby. So, yeah, that's just the compromise we came to. Just yeah. no MVP, but we will talk no. about him. Yeah. And this if he does, if he like, does well, he does well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So this match was very simple, straightforward. Not like a super exciting, over the top match, but you know, pretty good technical wrestling between two talented workers. Uh, but enough of that shit. Here comes Big Show being silly. Big Show just making all sorts of goofy faces. <laughs> yeah, while Big Kevin's... Show's just making faces while Kevin Sullivan's talking. And he's like, ha ha ha. I, I, I want to say it was Kevin Sullivan. It might have been like somebody else, like Jimmy Hart. Oh, it was, was Jimmy Hart and Kevin Sullivan. Yeah, I just remember because at one point, no, no, it was Kevin that... Sullivan, and then Jimmy Hart cut in, and then it was Kevin yeah. Sullivan again. Oh yeah, you're right because Algernon was on the left and Hart or Sullivan was on the right of Giant. Yeah, we noticed because we were constantly noticing Big Show's bulge. <laughs> yeah, Big, Big you can see Big Show's penis. And so every time Kevin Sullivan like stepped in close enough, we were like, okay, thank you, Kevin Sullivan. Thank you. He wasn't wearing a cup, so you could he see 
the big show's little show. <laughs> His little show. Yeah, just well, you can see my penis. Oh, he, wasn't, he wasn't the big show yet. He was the giant. Yes. And then they give the mic to the giant, and I started laughing because he's like kind of doing this half scream thing, half growl, half growl, and he call and he says pretty much like sixty man battle royal, but he said sexy man battle royal, the sexy man battle royal, <laughs> the sexy it's- man battle royal. <laughs> He is one singlet. He's got one strap on his singlet. He's feeling pretty sexy tonight, Allie. So he is knows? feeling pretty sexy. He also made like kind of a weird, cringy line about like he started rhyming because he's the giant, and you know, yeah, he did a really bad. Shit. He did a really bad. Roses are red, violets are blue. Rhyme that I can't. I didn't even write down, and it was terrible. <laughs> it was bad. It was uh, bad. They advertised Starcade and a package about Macho Man and Luger. Yeah. We get some, there's some nice recaps going on. Like, you mentioned they, that Macho, can Macho Man be in all three rings at once? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, yes, as we have proven from the past matches. Yes. Uh, uh, Macho Man, like Macho Man, cuts a promo, and Gene Okerlund's like, "Why are you so jittery?" And then Macho Man's like, "I'm always jittery." <laughs> Thank you, Macho Man. That was wonderful. Then he does an entrance where he blows out my fucking ears with like streaking Roman candles of like oh, pew, God. Pew, pew. God, the worst, dude. I thought it was the music at first, but no, it's those fucking the fucking sparklers going off. I'm supporting an orphanage in Guam. Bobby? Oh yeah, Bobby Heenan apparently is, he has to do the job because he's supporting an orphanage in Guam. Oh yeah, you know Bobby's could help just you? Bobby's just DDP desperate. With his, DDP with his $13 million in arm wrestling money. Of course. This fake bullshit for uh, million. This match is dumb. <laughs> this match just kind of happened. It's, it's very I, important. I will it's describe it to you. Macho Man beats up Lex Luger. Lex Luger puts him in the torture rack. Then Lex Luger works the arm and wins. Yeah. That's the match, really. We we Sting, miss nothing. Sting out is of pissed. Then we do a recap Sting. of um Ric Flair versus Sting with like renders of Ric Flair and Sting that look terrible. <laughs> oh my god, these like fucking watercolor renders. Yeah. <laughs> They, I wanted to find a oh picture of him, God. but I couldn't. Man, that's disappointing. They looked like, uh, uh, and Google this, uh, there's this Italo disco band called Rigiera. Rigiera, yeah. They have a song called Yo Tengo, like, No Tengo Dinero. No Tengo Dinero, yes. It's and, a, they look, it's and they look exactly like that almost. Where they're fucking rotoscoped. Yeah, they're like badly rotoscoped, but that works because it's fucking Italo disco. This is WCW money. (laughs) Uh, The match starts and Ric Flair is just diving between rings to get away from Sting. Yeah. Which is cool. Uh, We get distracted by kissing? Oh yeah. Uh, Fucking Colonel Parker and uh, Sherry come out, I think. There was a point where, like, they're on commentary and we were kind of talking and I wasn't giving, like, the commentary my full attention. But I feel like Tony Giovanni, for very little reason, just went horse. 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 And it was like, what? 
<laughs> well, they were talking about the horseman, but he just said horse. Yeah. Horse. <laughs> and horse. so it was like, oh, okay, thanks, I'm Tony. I'm Tony Schiavone. Horse. Horse. <laughs> Thank you, Tony. Uh, Ric uh, Flair goes, fuck this, leaves, comes back, grabs a chair, ref takes the chair, hits Sting in the penis, doesn't get disqualified. Colonel Parker's still there. They're like kissing at the yeah, top of the ramp. making out at the top of the ramp. Ric Flair has a weird lump on his back. <laughs> yeah, we were very weird, like worried about the lump on his back. And then apparently, like, according I... to his book, it's a fatty deposit, and he just has to get it drained every once in a while. So that's weird. Uh, and I realized that Sting's face paint is latex. So we need to get Ric Flair a Z pack. <laughs> yes. So yeah. Sting has latex face paint, which means you have to peel it off like one of those like. One of those like uh, cleansing masks that you can get. It's just weird that he has to like peel the sting paint off instead of just wiping it off. <laughs> I guess he just doesn't want to do the makeup. I don't know. There's a figure four that's reversed, like it always is. Yeah, this is a Ric Flair and Sting like playing the hits match. Basically. Yeah, this is the most phoning it in ass. Look, guys, we're we're here for the paycheck, and Sting's going over, so we're not going to do anything dangerous. Safe, safe play by the numbers match. Uh, Ric Flair gets deadly drivered off the top rope, which is typical for him. He gets put in the Scorpion Deathlock and gives up. Just, it's very like they're both good. They're both good wrestlers, but it just seems like they're just kind of. They're not. They're not. How I said that, like. New Japan Shinsuke Nakamura and WWE Shinsuke Nakamura are different because Nakamura is mostly just there because he wants to make some money before he retires. So he doesn't have to go as hard because he doesn't need to. That's kind of like, like that. It's kind of like yeah. that. Just like if you like if you if you like Ric Flair versus Sting, you know, you might like this match, but there might be I feel off. like there's better Ric Flair versus Stings. I would especially yeah. look towards like earlier nineties, like ninety earlier nineties, yeah. yeah. But yeah, the match is uh how does the match end again? Uh Ric Flair taps to the Scorpion Deathlock. Ric Flair taps to the Scorpion Deathlock, all right. That He's was a uh, man that called Steve. <laughs> That was the man called Steve playing the hits. Uh, then we get another another uh, interview with Hogan where we start realizing that when like Hogan's like flexing, his the skin on his pecs is folding and it's really disgusting. It's like chapped leather. He is a leather couch given human form. I think I referred <laughs> to him once as the leather couch org. I'm the leather Which, leather couch org. Which isn't, which doesn't even make any sense. Power Rangers Wild Force wasn't until like 2001. In the recap, we saw the Yeti. <laughs> the Yeti. And uh, Hulk Hogan goes, Fee, fi, fo, fum, I smell the stinky giant, brother. Look, man. He really, I, he really has a bunch of old Andre promos he's working around. Look, man, this, this, this Hulk Hogan shit was going to die. This is some fucking, oh, this is some fucking. Old hat. This is some old, old. hat. Old hat. <laughs> These promos are just old. <laughs> yeah, this is just tired. And at then this point. they say the statement about the 60 man battle royale that only I could agree with, especially because Hulk Hogan said it. 
Only the WCW could put this together. (laughs) Only WCW could make this. So to make the Battle Royale more confusing, it has three broadcast teams. (laughs) Three. We got got Shivani and Heenan. Heenan, Shivani. We got Eric Bischoff and the American Dweem. 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 The Dweem. Dusty Rhodes. Dusty Rhodes. And then on the bottom half, we have Chris Cruz and Larry Zabisco. We have Mauro Ronaldo at home. You got Mauro Ronaldo at home can get a spot in the battle, can get a table at the Battle Royale, but not Mike Tanay. So uh, now here comes everybody. Oh, yes. You've got the list. <clears throat> Macho Man, Scott Armstrong, Steve Armstrong, Arn Anderson, Johnny B. Bad, Marcus Bagwell, Chris Benoit, Big Train Bart, Bunkhouse Buck, Cobra, Disco Inferno, Jim Duggan, Bobby Eaton, Ric Flair, the Giant, Eddie Guerrero, <laughs> Hulk Hogan, Jerry Lynn, who is in a mask for some reason, Chris Mr. Canyon, JL. Chris Canyon, Brian Nobbs, Kurosawa, who is a young Manabu Nakanishi, Lex Luger, Joey Mags, Ming, Hugh Morris, Max Muscle. Ming, excuse you. Ming, Ming. They called him Ming. <laughs> yes. Scott Norton, One Man Gang, Paul Orndorff, DDP, Sergeant Buddy Lee okay. Parker, Brian Pillman, Craig Pittman, Lord Steven Regal, Scotty Riggs, Road Warrior Hawk, Big Bubba Rogers, Jerry Sags, Ricky Santana, Kensuke Sasaki, sh- the, the Shark Attack, the 500-pound shark. shark attack. Fidel Sierra, Dick Slater, Mark Starr, Stevie Ray, Sting, Dave Sullivan, The Taskmaster, Super Assassins 1 and 2, Booker T, David Taylor, Bobby Walker, VK Wall Street, Pez Watley, Mike Winner, Alex Wright, James Earl Wright, The Yeti, and Zodiac. <laughs> so many fucking people. Everyone gets in the ring, and it cuts to Steven Regal looking confused and horrified. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the only reason we're watching this because Ali found like pictures of it. I found a picture of it and I thought it wasn't this one, and it was. <laughs> it was. We were very lucky. Just, just you could see Steven Regal just bumping into all the people in one of the rings, and he's like, "What the hell am I doing here? <laughs> What's going on? What's going on?" And welcome to the most confusing thing I've ever seen in my whole life. They have three cameras on a triple split screen of all three Battle Royales playing at the same fucking time. (laughs) At the same time. And we are just like, what's happening? We don't understand what's happening. Um, There's this weird part where they cut. So you think that each camera would be exclusive to each Battle Royal, right? No. No. (laughs) Two cameras would sometimes one camera would switch to the other ring sometimes so it would be two cameras on one ring one camera on a different ring and then the third ring wasn't there <laughs> fuck off third ring you don't care disco inferno gets thrown out and he lands it on is his chest a mess. he gets la- he lands on his chest and it just says your booty <laughs> your booty your booty <laughs> your booty we- was that disco inferno this was the I was so fucking confused. I'm sorry. I don't have any comments about this because I was just fucking so fucking confused. Oh, my God. 
I so was like, at some the, point, I started just evolving into, let's see if I can keep track of William Regal. The giant eliminates Regal. all the people in his ring, and then he goes to another ring, but I don't know which ring that was. A bunch of people get thrown out. Hogan's friends get thrown out, Stang, fucking Macho Man, all that. Wait, not, not Macho Man. And it no, gets Macho down Man. to, like, the last couple of people. Macho, Macho Man somehow survived the whole thing. Macho Man, Hogan, the Giant. Giant gets thrown out with two other people. I think he gets thrown out with like Bubba Rogers or something. Yeah, and um, like that. Then Giant grabs Hogan's legs and pulls him under the top rope, or pulls him under the bottom rope. He he does not go over the top. Randy wins. <laughs> Randy Savage wins after throwing out the one-man gang, a guy who I'm surprised made it to the final two. And the rest of the show is them arguing. <laughs> so, like, you know, everyone likes a Royal Rumble. But you can't do the Royal Rumble because it's a WWF thing. It's their gimmick. It's their gimmick. So people kind of come up with, like, variations on the gimmick. I like Gauntlet for the Gold as an idea. I Gauntlet feel like for it was the Gold's kind of nice. I love fucking what's it called? Uh, Lucha Underground. Aztec Warfare. I love Aztec Warfare. Aztec the, Warfare is fucking amazing. The 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 card thing they did for AEW is weird, but I kind of get why they're trying to mix it up. Yeah, the the Jackpot Battle Royal or whatever. Yeah, the Jackbox TV Battle Royal. <laughs> yes. Uh, this doesn't work. <laughs> This does not work. This is this shit. Is <laughs> adding more onto what is a but it what could have been a perfectly fine just just this like people this come was out Eric outside. Bischoff's idea. I feel really, like yeah. he he thought you know I'm going to one up WWE or WWF, and yeah. he thought that this would be good TV, and it fucking wasn't. <laughs> it was not. It needs to be legible. The reason why there's a drip feed in the Royal Rumble is so you can understand who's in the ring and who isn't in the ring. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You need to know who is who is in and out at every time. You need to be able to have some storylines to follow. But you need that one guy who starts at the beginning of the Royal Rumble and just kind of hangs out in the corner. <laughs> but no, it's like a pile of meat they they said at some ring. point that a quarter million pounds of men are in the ring and i had to look this up because i don't feel like that's correct so 250,000 divided by 60 each wrestler weighs 4100 pounds <laughs> <laughs> no not correct you know what i'm going to i'm going to try and do my own math let's say the the cross reference pound weight for a bunch of 90s wrestlers would be 245 pounds. I feel like that's fair. The average? Yeah. Like, if I had to yeah. average it out. 14,000 pounds in the ring, that's a, that's impressive, right? Yeah, it's not bad. Over 10,000 pound, uh, 10, pounds over of men Over three tons ring. of men. Over, yeah. Over four tons of men. Five tons. Six tons. Oh, yeah. There was also a 90s alert for Hootie and the Blowfish, I Hootie should Hootie and the Blowfish. I want to be with you. Yeah, so yeah, this is just like not a good like main so, yeah, event. They, they argue that like Hogan got pulled under the ring, but Macho Man didn't see it, and they don't have the footage. 
they, they have don't to, have the footage somehow. Hogan wants to see the cameras. film. Hogan wants to see the film. You got to wait till Nitro. And then they say they're talking turkey. And then one more thing. Oh, yeah. And then they shake hands. They, they have free cameras, but nobody caught this. Did nobody film anything? <laughs> Okay, to be fair, they'd slowly drop down to a one-camera thing. Like Eventually. Like, one screen, but still. Um, there were free cameras on that fucking ring. So, uh, I gotta say, that Battle Royale was a no for me, dog. <laughs> that, was, that was a no. That was Most a no of the show was pretty bad. That, that was a no for me, dog. <laughs> yeah. They made four more of these, or three more of these. Yeah. That's amazing. That's amazing. The fucking fact that this why? didn't get dropped immediately. <laughs> the fact that this didn't get dropped immediately is baffling to me. There's a bad idea, and then there's four of a bad idea. Exactly. So that's enough of the show. Let's go to awards. Who is our uh, MVP? MVP, I believe the first time we've ever done it for, uh, for Rassle Boys. Our first ever women's MVP, Bull Nakano. Bull Nakano! Woo! Like, fuck yes. Absolutely deserved. Women's first ever women's MVP, Bull Nakano. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Underrated, you know what? Fuck it. He was on the show in a useless battle royale under a mask. I feel like he deserves it. It won't count to his TNA score, but Jerry Lynn, Mr. JL, you get another underrated. <laughs> Jerry Lynn in a mask. <laughs> you deserve better. For why segment? Why? <laughs> World War Three. Why World War Three? <laughs> why do this gimmick? Uh, I didn't really do sign of the week because I didn't really pay attention to the signs besides yeah. like Sting King Ring. Sting King I Ring. I guess I was supposed to say Sting King of the Ring. Signs weren't really like a big thing with WCW. It seems no. like no, it's more of a WWE thing. So yeah, that was that. That was, uh, that was take the wheel. You're not taking the wheel anymore. Uh, sec- next time someone has to take the wheel, that isn't me. Yes. And I'm still getting over a cold, so that's why I sound a little different this week. I got a co- I got COVID, then I got the cold. This sucks. Uh, maybe. And then he had to go to jury duty. I was in the grand jury. <laughs> I, I, had to, I jury. ruined 20 people's lives today. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So, so uh, yeah, let's just uh, do the plugs. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Rasselboys, W-R-A-S-S-L-E-B-O-I-S. Yes. Uh, we got our Rasselboys.wordpress.com. Rasselboyspod.wordpress.com. Rasselboyspod.wordpress.com. We post all our stuff. And we post editorials. I will get around to working on the WWE NXT rebooking. I do fantasy bookings. We he, are you. he does like top 10 lists or will do top 10 lists. I don't feel like it. <laughs> he doesn't not feel yet. like not it. Not yet anyway. Uh, you can find us on YouTube and Spotify and anywhere where you can find podcasts. That includes iTunes, uh, Apple Podcasts, whatever. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, just anywhere you can get a podcast pretty much. Anywhere you can get a podcast, you can find us. Hey, Fighter, what do we say at the end of these? Horse. Horse.